Deep in the jungles of the Lock Islands, black paws race on the green jungle floor. The necrotic energy of the blighted palms and vines gives the beast a shot of adrenaline. Its six claws dig deep into the soil. Behind it, somewhere, another creature lurks, tracking, guiding, herding. The beast bursts out into the moonlight. A slate-gray cliff blocks its path. The mutated black panther paces at the foot of the stone wall. A dark maw appears from the greenery, growling. A massive wolf's face looks onto its prey. The trail of blood ends here. The panther's pacing is disrupted. It quickly licks at its wounds, tasting the black ichor that escapes its veins. The wolf brings one paw forward, then the next, closing in. The panther growls and lets out a roar. A final warning. The dire wolf only stops to look up at a spot on the cliff. A silver glint reflects the moonlight. The wolf moves forward toward its prey the night air ruffling its thick brown coat. The elongated panther makes one last turn, then rears back to pounce. Before it does, two tentacles rise off its back, the manis poised for another attack. The panther leaps, the wolf stands its ground, and a shot rings out through the jungle. For a moment, there is silence. The black-furred creature lays prone at the foot of the wolf. Distant sounds of climbing come from the cliff as the wolf uses its muzzle to turn the panther over. It sniffs at the face where a bullet wound ended its charge mid-air. Damn, Cass. You've outdone yourself. Thank you, Riggs. Valu, you okay? That one was a bit close. The wolf steps back and stands up onto its haunches. The transformation begins. Yeah, I'm fine. Bloody claw marks line his chest and his left arm has a strange purple crimson glow. The rock gnome strokes his white beard as he approaches. Uh, hey pal, that, that don't look so good. I said I'm fine. He puts his hand over the wrapped tentacle wound, an unfamiliar stench emitting from it. Hey, uh, uh, boys, come look at this. The gruff, hairy sea dog in torn trousers and the gnome walk toward the blonde cowboy with immaculate nails, studying their kill. Hey, uh, this, this ain't like the other blighted animals. Has no undead features and, uh, there's blood there. Seems to evaporate rather than run. Yeah, looks kind of like mist rather than that necro blood we've been seeing. All right, what is it then? Ah, uh, I am not sure, but I, I don't think it's from this world. The hell is that? The three gather their gear and follow the sound deeper into the brush. Through the vines, they watch as a group of monstrous cultists bring forth a young girl. Fear is written on her pink eyes. 
as pointed ears protrude from her white hair, and her pallid skin seems to glimmer in the moonlight. A hooded figure draws a ceremonial blade. They whisper an incantation to an unknown entity. What do we do? There's so many of them. Already reloading. Just get out of my way. The man begins to transform. His fingers grow to claws, his nose into a snout. He takes the form of a terrifying werewolf. Before he can reach the sacrificial group, though, there are new screams. The girl herself has transformed into something else. And one by one, the cultists fall. Lake Lariosa, just north of Lakewood, trailing. Captain, two more Navy ships approaching fast. What's the plan? No, we should hold them off just long enough for the party to reach the valorous scoundrel. Raise anchors, sails down, let's move. And if they don't come back? We hold them off until they board. I will not repeat myself. Open the gunnels, arm the harpoons. The Sea Dog's black ship leaves Lake Lariosa's shore. The Rowdy Boys and Janessa, along with Cass and Riggs and Grunyard Dune Canyon, have just followed the Craigfoot Pass to find the last entrance to the Forgotten Caverns. The Sea Dogs gain on the Navy Men, heading south toward Lakewood. A fierce battle ensues, and after holding them off for what feels like hours, the valorous scoundrel and their prized Trailender ship set sail. Captain, you were right. Looks like they've boarded. Keep it up, lads. We've got backup on the way. All right. Let's have a little fun. Another 30 minutes of battle, and one of the two Navy ships begins to sink into the depths of the lake. The remaining Trailender ship begins its retreat toward Lakewood. Good work, everyone. Stay keen, though. We're not out of this yet. The valorous scoundrel pulls up beside the sea dogs. Their turncloaked trailenders hang back. Uh, thank you, boyos. Couldn't have asked for better weather for a ship battle on the lake, eh? Uh, did they make it? Uh, yeah. Janessa and the rowdy boys are well on their way to the caverns, then on to the Silver Vein Orcs. We now need to head to Whitehammer Castle to rendezvous with Henry's forces. Uh, you're not even going to thank me? Oh, uh, of course, my mistake there, Riggs. The Rowdy Boys owe their success to our chief mechanic here, Riggs. Riggs smiles, his head barely reaching over the deck's railing. Mutiny! We've got mutiny! What? What the fuck? Captain, the captured Navy men are turning on the resistors men. They're retaking their ship. Uh, damn it. Heather, Cass, take out as many of them as you can. The sharpshooters climb to vantage points as the ship begins to sail toward Lakewood. As she looks through her scope, Heather, first mate of the Sea Dog's crew, notices storm clouds on the southern shores. From a mist, she watches a white frigate sail onto the horizon. Fuck! The day is lost! We are outnumbered! Abandoned ship! Captain, if we come around and lead them north, we can allow the scoundrel to slip through the line. Are you fucking crazy? That's not some ensign schooner. That's a fucking maelstrom. If we draw the fire, Cass will have a chance. 
first mate. It's worth a shot. All right, send a bird. Now! Uh, sir, yes, sir. They're boarding, run! Oh, cease fury, it's him! You bloody bastards! Come on, where are you? Where are you? The old hairy sea dog, now in human form, looks into the hideaway amongst the ship's cargo. He sees the small blanket nest, with a few wooden toys beside a tankard of water and a plate of crusty bread. The pale girl hugs a pillow in the back corner. Uh, there you are. Don't worry, Allie. I'm here for you. Can, can we go now? Yes, we're we're gonna have to swim, but. Uh. Cease fire. Do not harm the girl. Now, now, none of that. I've killed too many of your brethren today. You'll have to kill one more. The man's arm transforms into a claw. His fangs grow extraordinarily. Get out of my way. Pally, run! The elven captain puts a hand on the werewolf's shoulder. A black mist forms around his body. And just as he swipes with his claw, he disappears into a cloud of black smoke. Brim's eyes meet the young girl's pink eyes. Hello, little one. It has been far too long. up towards its sternum and just slicing its head clean in twain. His whole body nice. just engulfs in the heat damage and it just falls to the ground in flames. Nice. Awesome. I then, can I use my move action to pull out my pistol and then I aim it towards Celesi and I shoot for the medallion around her neck. Ooh. Your bullet goes through the medallion, shatters that gem at in the midst of the medallion. Her screech just keeps going with this hit as the bullet goes through her chest <gasps> and it hits the sarcophagus directly behind her. The pillar, the obelisk, begins to contort and twist at its base. You all watch as this obelisk is destroyed. Pieces begin to fly, one to the right, one to the left, and a crack goes in through the midst of the obelisk and that goes all the way to the top and crumbles.
Celacy. The last thing you remember was a fierce battle before an obsidian obelisk. Since then, it has been nothing but darkness, torment, loss, a deep sense of loneliness. As time seems to stand still, suddenly your heartbeat begins again. A sound like the depths of the ocean around you. You feel surrounded and warm, but you also feel... It's a better word for grimy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Grungy. You feel... Even like... You feel... Desecrated? Like at a deep mm. at a deep level, you okay. feel a with this new life, a feeling of corruption. You remember giving yourself over to an amulet before you died. This did something to not just your body, but to your very soul. And as your heart begins to beat at a more rhythmic pace, something returning to normal, you begin to gain feeling in your fingertips. And that is when you feel the mire surrounding you. You go to breathe, but your mouth is filled with an oily substance. As you begin to climb through. I need you to make a strength check. That'd be a 10. Yeah, you flail for a while and just at the point of feeling a sense of suffocation, your hands reach purchase of what seems to be a rock. Your hand reaches up and you can feel that there is something above this mire right at that point something grasps your hand it still feels covered by something something over it as your body is pulled out you feel as if you're in some kind of birth sack as you are being pulled It is still dark all around you. You see nothing, maybe flickers of light, but they are coming through what can only be described as a windshield going through the car wash where it's just so covered with viscous material that it is opaque. How's my breathing in this sack? You still are getting to the point where you want to take a breath, but cannot. Okay. So this time I do need you to make a constitution saving throw. Come on, dice. Don't do this to me. 
That'd be a 13. <gasps> 15. That'd be a 15. Your heartbeat quickens. The feeling that you are losing consciousness if you do not get breath to your lungs soon, when suddenly a single claw slices and you emerge and gasp. You look around and your vision is blurred, but there are are hazes of orange amongst the sky as you blink. Looks like fire at times falling from the sky. There is stone all around you. You're on some kind of obsidian beach. Much of the sand as you put your hand down is small granular pieces of that obsidian glass turned to sand. You begin to crawl out of this sack that's been containing you. And as you look up, you see a creature, demonic in form, smiling down at you. In some ways, it is your savior. In other ways, a terrible nightmare. Ooh. This is a babau. Ooh. Ooh. That's fine. Uh, yes. It's dark, silvery, and obsidian flesh is stretched over taut muscles, its spine poking and protruding on its back, and its strange humanoid skull just barely has enough flesh to cover it with empty, vacant eyes and a single horn curling over its head. It has bestial two-pronged feet and a small, slimy tail. It smells like poison. And it begins to drag you up the beach. As you are dragged from the mire up this strange beach, before you can even try to fight this thing away from you, torn from your rebirthed womb, you can see there is a small band of these. This is not the only one. You are quickly outnumbered. As you look back to the mire that you were pulled from, it looks to be an endless river, maybe even a lake of black mire, of black ooze. You look further down the beach. There are a pack of manes, these small, just obscene demon-like creatures. They look like scavengers. Their flesh is rotted all around them and they come off as the strange hues of pink and red, and it looks like the flesh is falling from their face. As they continue through, they too pull out an even smaller sack from out of the mire. You can hear these demonic cheers go out as they tear it open. From within, what 
first looks like a featherless chicken, but you realize is far more strange and odd and uh, demonic than that. <laughs> this is an <laughs> abyssal chicken that is coming out of that they are pulling out of this uh, lake. <laughs> so it basically looks like a chicken, but its wings are just these kind of like weird, almost scaly flaps and has oh a God. mouth just agape with sharp teeth and a long tongue. Jeez. It looks like a drumstick, except with a mouth yes. <laughs> and legs. <laughs> yes. This abyssal chicken is torn into pieces by these strange little demonic creatures, and they feast. Your stomach churns as you watch them beat its head against one of the obsidian stones up the beach as they are feasting on its succulent flesh. You now have a little bit more gauge on your body. You are being pulled with your right arm, but with your left arm, you can kind of feel you have all your limbs. You kind of feel your face a little bit and realize that the skeletal form of the Blight Lich that you had taken before death no longer inhabits your body. You've been gifted some form of new life, though this place, you are quickly beginning to come to terms of where you believe you are. As these four babaos begin to drag you further up the beach, what's going through Celesi's mind, and is she trying to respond at all? I don't think that she would be a stranger to this concept of reality. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was just reborn, but once her brain starts kicking back in, I think she's definitely taking stock of what's around her and trying to evaluate just what she can use in order to kind of turn any sort of upcoming fight around. Because, like, yeah, she just came out of yes. a nether womb of some sort. Mm-hmm. So. so the reality of being in another realm... I think that's taking like a back seat to the, oh shit, I'm about to get eaten like that chicken just was. <laughs> right. So a bit paralyzed by fear, but still trying to gain some kind of grasp on what your reality is and, okay, what is an escape route? Mm-hmm. And no small bit insulted by this. Like, how <laughs> dare you, for starters? <laughs> As you are dragged further up the beach, go ahead and give me a perception check. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Uh, that's going to be an 11. You're trying to look around, but as you were feeling your face, you also were trying to take some of that... Abyssal amniotic yeah. fluid. Exactly. Off of your face. And the way that you did it in your tired state as you're being dragged, you kind of got it more in your left eye. Mm. And so, like, you're really caught up with that. You look up and you see there is somewhat of a raised stone. It looks like a mixture of obsidian and other, quote unquote, natural rock around it, forming this type of platform on top of which stands a large building, just a stout cylinder. 
you realize this is where they are taking you. And if they are planning on eating you, they are at least waiting until they are back in their abode. That's just polite society for you. (laughs) Give me one more constitution save. 14. You realize that the embryonic... Is that sure? Yeah, embryonic that fluid around you was doing more than just securing you for your passage into this realm. It was also the source of that initial corruption. Mm. Okay, that wasn't like a mm, yum. That was like a oh. discovery. Yeah, I would assume it's embryonic if she was in a sack. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Very much like yeah. Fellowship when they're pulling Urukai, yeah, yeah, yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. As you were getting more on your hands, almost like acid, it felt like it was burning or even just tingling, not to a point of pain, but it kind of feels like if you did not fight against it, if you had kind of just given into it, this may have changed your form in certain ways to be even more unhuman than what has already transformed internally. But for now, your hand remains a hand and not a claw. Oh. Although, you are maybe saddened that uh, <laughs> that perhaps uh, this would have maybe given you a natural weapon to help you escape. But, alas. As you get closer to the building you kind of come on top of that larger platform. You can see more of what surrounds you. This is a large place. From your point of view, you can see what you would make out as south, these cold mountains, these bluish icy mountains in the far distance on the opposite side of the lake more to the southeast of where you're at, more directly south, seems to be a collection of forests of dead and decayed trees. But that is all you can make out on the hilly terrain just past this river, lake, whatever it might be. More north of you, again, that orange haze, almost like a continual burning coming from somewhere. So you gain more of your motor skills. The babao who has been carrying you takes a better grip of you, both your hands, and another comes and grabs your feet as they lift you and begin to take you inside of this building. You go up a flight of stairs. Inside the stone work is simplistic and utilitarian. There's no decoration here. Seems that these band of demons who are kind of chittering and bringing you up with glee, they seem to be the only ones here. As they take you through a doorway up at the top of the stairs, you hear an iron gate unlock and open, and you hear it shut behind you. You're kind of just seeing the ceiling And you realize you're being put in a cell-like area. You are being brought to the farther wall, and there they begin to shackle you with chains to the wall, both of your hands. 
you are sitting upright with your hands above you as they kind of just plop you there. In your tired state, you feel yourself coming in and out, almost like wanting to sleep and yet feeling no comfort. That sleep would not come to you even if you beckoned it. I need you to roll a D20 and add nothing. All right, dice. (laughs) (laughs) It's now I'm a little worried. (laughs) 10. God damn it, that's a 10. As you are seated there with the chains above you, because I think the last time we saw Celesi, she was in kind of like rags from being marooned. Yeah, as a human, yeah. As a human. And that's the form you're back in. But what would Celesi awaken in a new realm? What would she be wearing? What would be so typical to her that even in this new realm, it would feel right to be wearing? It would probably be some sort of pants, vest, shirt kind of combo. Mm -hmm. Not like crazy high quality, but enough that she's covered and protected from the elements. So I think the pants and the vest are like a a chestnut kind of brown color. Mm -hmm. You feel as you sit and as you, you know, are getting a better sense of your body, what you're wearing, Again, your hair, the dreadlocks, correct? Yeah, the matlocks. Lighter brown skin? Yes. She might be a little paler because she's been... No blood. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I was going to say, like, everything just has this blackened, almost soot-like coverage over everything. So that chestnut brown looks like strange eroded black leather or something. Yeah. 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 Um, You feel... As you sit, a back pocket holds, and you can feel them shift as you sit. You somehow have been carried into this realm with a small pouch. And you, for a split second, get a flashback to going into market and keeping your gold pouch in that back pocket. That would always be your buttoned pocket that you would keep it in. Taylor, your character sitting chained to a wall for two days at this point since you've been dragged here. You try to sleep, but sleep does not come. What is your character look like here in this cell? Yeah, big buff dude, kind of guy who's out into the wilderness, constantly just burning calories and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Don't really have time to to do anything but just use his muscles. Yes. And he's he's got... Uh, he's ripped, but not in like the gym ripped way. He's right. like ripped in like the badass farmer yeah. kind of way. Just a big guy. Yeah, he's got torn slacks on with like a sash. And he had like a kind of long sleeve cream colored tunic on, but it's like ripped in so many places that the sleeves are just basically gone at this point. Yeah. And he's been using some of them to kind of like tie his wounds Mm-hmm. And that sort of thing. So he's got like a couple of them tied around his legs. He definitely tried to put up a fight as oh, yeah. he was being dragged. Yeah. This like no matter how tired he was, if he was getting handled by something, he was throwing fists. Exactly. For sure. And yeah, long uh, black hair. Cool. Kind of like some some tannish skin, mm-hmm. rugged around the face. Maybe some gray coming into the beard. A little bit of gray, yeah. Salt and pepper kind of thing. Mm-hmm. After the few days you have been here, you've heard nothing but the distant chittering of those same demons speaking some 
abyssal language. But they have left you alone for some reason. You don't know why. But finally, you hear the gate open as steps come through. You see a woman being carried in, chained to the wall, 30 feet away from you, about two slots of shackles down from you. She is chained up. The demons do not even look at you. As they leave, do you do anything while this is the first time you've seen your captors walk in and begin to try to leave? They don't look at you. It looks like they're just going straight for the gate. Mm -hmm. Is there any response from your PC? Yeah, it was just like, hey, and I just hawk a big one and (laughs) (laughs) nice, right at him. Nice. Uh, Roll intimidation at disadvantage. Excellent. Nine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, your loogie makes it a good distance, like maybe three or four feet from you, but just about 35 feet shy of any of the demons. Get back here and let me get my hands on you. And they don't even look back. You just hear the gate shut. Persuasion? (laughs) (laughs) Please? Um, Come on. Come on. (laughs) Celesi, these are the first common words you have heard. This is the first language. Perhaps you understood a few of the lines of Abyssal, but maybe didn't have the brain capacity to quick translate it, Mm -hmm. but could recognize it if that's a language uh, that you have. I was actually about to ask you. I I thought that we added at least a little bit of Abyssal, but not like a ton. The kind of thing where like you can read. I can ask where the bathroom is. Exactly. But you are not. Order a beer. Because it wasn't necessarily like a part of typical education, mm-hmm. I can see your the other languages you have in Ding. I have a lot. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Just not that one. Shit. <laughs> Next time. Then you look over and see this sort of brutish character. His hair is matted with that same ooze, but it looks like it's been dry for a while. He still has kind of like a sheen uh, on himself from it. But it's it's older than yours. Yours is still fresh. Still covered in gunk. Oh, those bastards. You all right? I think so. I just got here, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I just it saw it. black for a while. And then, I mean, I mean, like, actually mentally present, so. Oh, I see. I'm still catching up. Yeah, I don't exactly know what this is. Um, when did you get here? I've been here for about two days, I guess. Tried all my might to get these chains out of the wall, but it's just no use. I don't know what these things are made of. Have you seen anybody except those creatures? Nobody, and just those things on the beach. Doesn't make any sense. Go ahead and give me a d20 roll. Add nothing to it. Ten. Go ahead and give me one more roll. Fifteen. There was a longer piece of chain, about two and a half feet, that looks like it had broken off from some of the chains to your left. Mm -hmm. Because the floor is just kind of like dirt, grime, stone, looks old as hell. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's just like covered with different debris and stuff. During your two days, 
you've been like extending out and finally with your foot you were able to kind of drag this chain behind you and I'm kind of just shackled by the arms oh yeah okay so that's why you were able to get your toe out into like one of the loops that's sitting behind you you're kind of trying to hide it with your body and with your torn shirt okay so it's just a loose chain Mm -hmm. nice are you hurt I don't think so that's good I came in here with a lot of cuts. Those things have sharp claws. They get anything vital, or... Well, obviously not. You're still alive. I think I'm all right. Name's Valu. People call me Lou. <laughs> well, Lou, my name's Celacy. Celacy. Nice to meet you. Well, I wish it was on better circumstances. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's okay. I think we can turn this... What do you have planned? What do you have planned? I've been looking for a way out. Uh, did you see anything on the way in? Anything on your trip to this room particularly? A lot of sand. I see. How often do these things come back? I have no idea. It's very spontaneous. Sometimes they'll come in, give me a scrap of something. Not nearly enough to do anything. Just enough to keep me alive. But I think I have something lined up for the next time they come back and get close enough. And I kind of just nod down to the chain that's behind my back. You see just a chain kind of bundled behind me by the wall. I have Firebolt as a cantrip. Could I hold it and concentrate it so that it superheats the chain to widen it up or to just break it completely? Yeah, give me an arcana check. Yeet? That's a 23. Oh. The dice weren't fucking around this time. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Way better than that perception check. So you're able to bunch your fingers together enough to and bring it down to the shackle on your wrist, and you concentrate that fire, and instead of the whole spell like emitting a fire bolt from your hand, you actually concentrate the heat to where it becomes like a hot blue flame. And like a welder, you begin to slowly create (laughs) one line going up. Give me a sleight of hand while you're doing this as you're working your way through. And Lou, you're watching this happen from across the room. You're seeing these sparks kind of fly every now and again. Yes, that's handy. Your magic casting and just the deftness of your hands, you're able to make it halfway up before you feel the cantrip kind of wearing on you. So first give me a constitution saving throw because you feel a bit exhausted casting this first spell. Oh. 15. You are able to fight the exhaustion. You feel that you can continue this cantrip, but the way this looks to you, Lou, the flames go away, the sparks stop, slumps against the wall. Hey, hey. With her eyes closed for a bit. Stay with me, come on. Can you do that again? Yeah, just just give me a second. Okay, and I'm like keeping an eye on the door. Roll me a perception check, listening. Oh, 
Yeah, 26. Oh, my God. Holy fuck. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> you can hear them chittering and, like, laughing with each other. You can hear and smell that they've started a fire. Um, but that's pretty, that's been part of their routine. They seem to really like fire. Um, so if anything, it's also helping keep the sound of these flames uh, mm-hmm. masked. So we get a few deep breaths out of Celacy, and she tries again. Yep. Get the rest of this thing. Give me another Arcana check. That was, that a, was a, a natural one. Yeah. That was a hard fuck. <laughs> hard fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that was a hard fuck you from that die. <laughs> Go ahead and give me Celacy's reaction. It, it's loud, too. It's real loud. God damn it. Okay. Ow. You all right? No. Fuck, that was loud. I know. Try to keep it down. Oh, sorry. (sighs) Look, I get it, yeah. And I start to kind of like get one hand on the chain behind my back. Give me an athletics check to try and scoot it up the wall enough and kind of like lift your body enough to like. Oh, yeah. So I hop, I kind of like hop up to like my crouching position on my toes, just oh, kind of yeah. crouch down. And then I, I take my left leg and start to get the chain with my toes to kind of push it upwards. <laughs> you see him doing some fucking yoga shit over there. Like he's straight up <laughs> trying to guide his leg up to his hand and he's pulling as taut. And, and I'm kind of twisting. I was going to say the like... good thing is that the chain yeah. is loose within a ring, right? So you mm-hmm. can't pull it off the wall, but you can slide it left, slide and, right. It left yeah. and right. Okay. So give me that athletics check to get oh, your absolutely. foot up to your hand. Oh, shit. Hell yeah. Natural one. (laughs) It's contagious. (laughs) The chain flies 10 feet away from you, and it hits the ground, and it too is loud. Fuck. All right, I'll take the blame for that one as well. No. I'm sorry. That one was on me. You guys hear the chittering stop. Oh, shit. You hear... One of them say something, kind of like a low growl raised to a chitter at the end. One of them begin to go up the stairs. Hello, friends. Taylor here. So I've been having a strange time in the Fey Realm. First, I was entranced by its beautiful flora and fauna. And then I learned that Andrew was here, too. Which, I mean, I was excited to see him. But then I learned that his skin suit and consciousness, well, that shit got yeeted to the Abyssal Realm. So now I'm walking around looking for help with his recovered skeleton on my back. (laughs) Yeah, I got him tucked up in my little backpack here. I even gave him some sunglasses. (laughs) Cool dude. This episode's cold open audio drama featured Andrew as the narrator and NPCs, Taylor as Lou the werewolf, and Brim Corrin the elven captain, Colin as the sea dog sailor, and special guest Ray Mares of the Nerd Asylum as Brim's victim. The flashback to Celesi's death was from our Dralicon 2020 Lock Island Adventure live show. Finally, the meat of the episode featured Taylor as Lou the werewolf, who was sent to the Abyssal Realm by Brim. 
Andrew was the DM, a.k.a. Danger Mom, and Cass, the mastermind behind the lovely Craftians, joined us again as Celacy, the failed Blight Lich, for her own mini-campaign, while Andrew and I visited her in Chicago for a very fun crossover. Oh, yeah, that was a good time. Didn't we get ramen between recording sessions? God, that sounds really good right now. Is it just me? Cass! What the hell? You're here in the Fey Realm, too? <laughs> Been here, baby, and uh, watch where you step, please. I'm building fairy houses for my new friends. Oh, oh, God. Uh, sure. Looks good. Whoa, what? New friends? Carlos introduced me to some sprite friends of his. I'd introduce you, but I don't speak so well. <laughs> hmm. Who is Carlos? And uh, I don't think those are sprites, by the way. Ugh, so many questions. Oh, do you you want some of this? Cassie, I made the dare pledge. You know I can't touch the funky grass. Hmm. More for me. How about your friend there? Is he a square too? Huh? Oh, yeah. That's Andrew's skeleton. <coughs> what the fuck? Yeah, long story. Look, I hate to interrupt your craft project, but do you have that teleportation gun I fixed for you? I mean, yeah, that's how I got here. I had to re-up my stash somehow. Oh my god, yes! Can you take us to the abyss? Ugh, what a buzzkill. Why the fuck would you want to go there? <sighs> Andrew's skin suit and consciousness are there. He was in an accident involving some pixies. Well, shit. I know entirely too much about skin suits. You know what? Why not? You're going to need my help, and honestly, Carlos has gotten to, like, stage 5 clinger status, and I am not into it. He ran off anyway, and I was thinking about bouncing before he got back, so, you know, this might be kind of the perfect opportunity. Who the fuck is Carlos? Ready to go? Huh? Oh, uh, yeah. Let's go! We're coming for you, buddy! Yes, I just finished that boysenberry pie. Hope you're hungry, cause this smells delicious. Huh? Where, where'd she go, little guys? What? To the abyss? Oh, said she wasn't interested. Oh man, but I trimmed all my dingleberries. Oh well. I'm better off on my own anyway. <laughs> Carlos riding solo. Numero uno. What's that? They forgot to mention that you can go to chasmquest.com and find links to merch, Discord, and wiki files? Well, I agree. Listeners should follow them on Twitter and Instagram. At ChasmQuest. And if they leave a review on Apple Podcasts, they'll be eternally grateful. And we'll shout you out here on the cast. That's right. Everybody, enjoy your stay in the abyss. Don't drink the ichor liquor, and remember to wash your ass. <coughs> I gotta calm down on that fawn leaf. All right, they're coming this way. And she, I want to turn my wrist so that maybe that shackle where yeah. I was melting it is facing more towards the wall. I drop down and I just kind of slump over and I just play dead. You hear the lock and 
as the gate begins to open, the bars go against the stone beneath it, creating this just heart-wrenching sound, knowing that your attempts have been heard. Celestia, I need another sleight of hand to try to hide that shackle. That's going to be a six. Fuck you, Dice. And Damn you're going to sit in jail now. <laughs> All right. It comes in and looks first at Celestia and looks up at your hands. And then it looks over to Lou, who's got his... He's trying to do like a pretend honk shoe with his tongue <laughs> lolled. <laughs> Not... This thing's like... The creature trots over and leans down to pick up the chain with its claws. How close? It's that 10 feet. That 10 feet? Yeah. Can I get the extension from sliding my hands all the way over? Yeah, so I'm going to try to grapple him with my legs. Yes. And just Give me that uh, strength. I want to do mage hand and I want to grab that chain and pull it around that demon and like yank his feet out that I love that and then I grapple him with a 28 fuck this guy in particular oh my god okay give me an arcana check with the mage hand you behave yourself Uh, that's gonna be a 16 okay alright it goes over and it gets its hands on the chain and lifts it up and looks at Lou and it seems to have a particular hatred toward you. Suddenly he sees a flash of feet go up and you are able to wrap your left leg around his leg, pull him closer. You use your right leg to wrap around his waist. So you fully have him. And just as he's going to react... He goes to screech, like, like begins to open his toothy, sharp-toothed maw. He begins to do this as the chain suddenly lifts from his hand and begins wrapping around his neck, cutting <laughs> his scream. Celesi. Yes. He's, like, trying to breathe, trying to, like, call out. You have your fist clenched, tightening that chain as much as you can. I want to keep that hold, and if anything, I want to see if I can just jerk it back a little bit even harder. Yeah, give me another Arcana check. Oh, 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 25? Wow, yeah, like, he is being lifted off the ground with this chain. Like, he is now suffocating. I would love to switch my grip to go, like, around its waist and then just drop holding onto the waist grappling it to kind of remove yeah. the neck from the shoulders yeah give me give me another athletics check okay oh. <laughs> 27 <laughs> I made the rule if you got 10 over you'd be able oh that's right. I forgot about that. I had him roll at disadvantage. He rolled a 17, which he would have added four to. But my second roll was 13. <laughs> so that's 17 total. You just had 27, right? Mm-hmm. You got 10 over. You begin to just... 
putting all your like 250 pound mass into tearing this thing. Yeah. It it's not a clean beheading, and you can just see as it's and like tendrils are <laughs> coming off and slowly from where the chain is to like its spine begins to be pulled out of it, the rest Oof. of its body as Icor just pours from the head and this thing's its face is just trapped in this horrified pain <laughs> yeah. and suffering as the chain lifts further into the air you kind of almost like slip back a little bit as the spine gives and the scene is like you kind of holding it in the air still uh, slumped back and Lou your body pulls it to the ground you're next to this beheaded body gelatinous now without its spine I try to like pat around with my feet for like any kind of keys or anything like that it wasn't a key you realize they were using their claws to unlock the gate on the way in and have been and you can attempt to use the claw to unlock yourself now excellent um before that i want to come yep. back to celacy because right now yeah. you've just awakened in this abyssal realm you have your hand still up and you're like fuck's sake still fighting that exhaustion <laughs> and raised in the middle of this circular room is the demon's head the chain still wrapped around the bottom of it and just the spine hanging and dripping <laughs> give me another constitution saving throw okay <laughs> <laughs> If we were playing COC, it'd be a sanity. It would be, oh, and it would just be an instant loss. It actually, it yeah, it would just be a D12. <laughs> uh, that's going to be a 10. Okay, yeah, you feel real faint. Uh, you feel like you're about to pass out. Okay, yeah, that, that spell just drops. Yes, it, it crashes to the ground. Just as Lou, are you getting that claw into your hand and trying mm-hmm. to... Yep. Just give me a sleight of hand. Like, you're going to do it. I just want to know how quickly you do it. Okay. 17. Uh, you're able to do it within six seconds. You, with your feet, bring the claw up to your hand and you use the claw and your chain comes off. So you have 30 seconds to try to, what do you want to do? <laughs> if I take a glance over at the door, would I be able to easily gauge if this door closed, if I could get it open again with relative ease? If you broke off the claw, yes. You literally have a skeleton key. <laughs> Yes. I go over to the door and I just shut it. Um, And then from there, I run over to the beast and I grab its wrist and I just step on its forearm and just start ripping it. Yeah. And I take it straight over to Celestia and I start undoing. Okay, give me another Undoing her shackles. Does he get advantage on the one that's already half busted? Ooh, yeah, totally. Give me advantage just overall then because it's like much easier. 21. Yeah, it's uh, it's so quick. Um, yeah. They are not even at the gate, and both of you are free. What do you wish to do? Excellent. I'm just like, how do you feel? Can you get up? Good enough, yeah. All right, let's, let's get over there. You're on a second story. There mm-hmm. are slim windows. I can cast Featherfall. That sounds magical. What does that mean? <laughs> it means we get out this window and okay, hopefully yeah. not die. I'm trusting you here. Let's do this. All right. So you guys rush over 
yeah. uh, and begin to go through just as the three remaining demons reach the gate you can hear one of them clicking at the lock oh but in his stress he's just botching it over and over and you hear one of them push him heavily <laughs> against the wall and thud. <laughs> And they start kind of bickering as the other one gives it a try. In that moment, as you hear the click of the unlock, you guys just, I imagine Celestie going first and our Batista, (laughs) Lou, just like having trouble, like his barrel chest is getting stuck a little bit. (gasps) But you suck it in, suck it in, get your just biceps out and you hand, you're like, you get your hand on the window and you pull yourself and like hit Celestie and you're both going out. Give me a quick arcana. Dirty 20. Dirty 20 does it. You grab his hand oh. as he shoves both of you flying out this window. You fall about six feet at full speed and your heart kind of like, <laughs> that your stomach drops, right? You you breathe that incantation as, and your bodies begin to slow as you reach the bottom uh, 10 feet. Uh, as you continue down and land softly on the rock. Now, there's still chittering and fury coming from that second story as they are racing and now kind of shifting themselves through the window. What do you do? I want to cantrip it. I want a ray of frost towards that window, and I just want to make it really hard for them to get purchased. Yes, nice. I love it. Uh, another dirty 20. The ray of frost even catches one of the demons. It catches him and surprises him, and he takes a step back. There's almost like this bout of frost that just circles around him, almost creating a sheet of ice. Seeing the spell come to a close, I just assume it's over, and I just grab her by the arms, and I'm just like lifting her up. We gotta go. We gotta go now. And we take off, and we run away from this castle. Yeah, this like weird little citadel thing. Citadel doom thing. You can actually see here now as you're running down this steep hill that they dragged you up. You can see the chains go for about uh, 500 feet and connect to another raised rock pillar. It looks like there's just, it almost makes a barrier line buildings and prisons Mm -hmm. uh, for those who are rebirthed on this particular shore of the abyss. (sighs) As you run, you are making it down until near the bottom. Celesee, your bout of exhaustion catches up to you and you trip over a jagged obsidian stone sticking up from the ground. Oh, I, if I see it, if I sense it, yeah, definitely. I definitely like reach out to like soccer mom army. Yeah, soccer <laughs> arm <laughs> right to the, like the right to like the sternum like right where the collarbone is. Just yeah. Give me a dexterity save to like catch her quickly so that she doesn't hit the ground and you can kind of keep running. Oops. Oh my god, it's going to keep going forever. Sorry. He does this. Get <laughs> used to it. I'm not even mad, I'm impressed. It's not good. Yeah. I'm not impressed anymore. Uh, what what is the check? Strength dex. Uh, dexterity save. Dexterity save. Um that's still a 12. Oh shit. Yeah. She just palmed my face. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you're like able to catch her so she doesn't keep rolling, but you actually end up on a knee. 
Oh, yeah. Right? So you stop. You're not able to like pick her up and keep running like you wanted to. Like maybe a 16 to 18 would have been able to do that. But with a 12, you catch her. So she's not like tumbling and taking damage down this mm-hmm. steep because it's a steep, rocky incline running back toward the beach and the shore. And as you take that knee, you see that the three remaining demons have landed and they too are running down, but they seem a bit more deft at coming down this type of landscape because they have traversed it their entire existence. This is where they are stationed. Give me perception checks. Ooh, that's going to be a 22. 29. I should say my passive perception is 23. (laughs) Insane. (laughs) Insane. You are a hunter. Yeah. (laughs) You hear a screech go through the sky as shooting through the orange haze and cloud the almost smoky ether above this place coming down out of that overcast is a midnight purplish black what seems to be maybe a wyvern but has this shadowy mist about it, almost trailing off in tendrils. Whoa. There is a strange pink glow from atop this. As you, each of you see, looking closer, you do that like J.J. Abrams, you know, zoom in with your eyes and like, (laughs) what? As this thing goes into a dive, picking up speed, you can tell there is something on the back holding reins to this creature. She has a large pink blade in the air, raised. Oh God, what now? (laughs) The winged creature is not diving at you, though. You realize as it swoops down in its maw, picks up one of the demons as it and goes back into the air and drops it from the 60 feet. (laughs) As it turns around, the demons stop and this winged creature, dust picks up in the air just as you're finally getting back to your feet in a kind of flight or fight mode because you are uncertain. Mm -hmm. The woman rears back on the reins and then the head of the draconic creature reaches forward and just bites one of them in half as the last one runs away the draconic creature begins to chew and swallow its meal the woman on the back looks toward you all over her shoulder she sheathes her sword on her back and says welcome to the abyss Y'all need a ride? (laughs) That is awesome.